Good morning and welcome to this edition of Recorded, a podcast by The National. My name is Jason Von Berg. I'm the head of audience growth. I'm joined in studio this morning by culture editor Ashley Stewart. Hello, Ash. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm well, thank you. How are good. you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm also joined in studio by Faisal Salah, who is one of our movie buffs here at The National and also a social media journalist. Good morning, Faisal. Good morning, yes. Well, uh, or should I say good afternoon? Yeah, I've been here since, uh, since 3 a.m., so it's been a very long morning. Okay, so, well, why have you been here since 3 a.m.? The reason is because the 92nd Academy Awards just wrapped up in Los Angeles. So we are going to have a little bit of a roundtable discussion about the Academy Awards. Um, I think, should we start with the winners? Because I think that's always a good place to start. First of all, let's just say, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the ceremony, then be careful because we are going to mention all of the winners and some of the big moments. Uh, but with that said, Faisal, can you tell us, what were some of the big moments for you? So definitely uh, Parasite winning four Oscars was the biggest moment of the night. Um, never has there been a South Korean film to ever win an Oscar, let alone win four. So it made it um, to the best foreign film list, won that, and then it won best screenplay, best director, and best picture, which is a huge achievement for films outside the U.S. Is this something that they were expecting to happen at the Academy Awards this year? Yes and no. I mean, everyone expected 1917 to win because that was the uh, default choice, a film about war uh, made by uh, Americans and Europeans. It was just a shoo-in. But Rumble, since the nominations came out, where that Parasite is definitely the favorite because everyone was just blown away by it. I think we were talking about diversity as well at this year's Academy Awards and people saying that there wasn't a lot of representation, but this kind of breaks the mold a little bit. Do you think, Ash? I think so, but I think there was still a bit of... Um a bit of backlash against the fact that there was no there was no female directors nominated. So I th still think that there needs to be a bit of a conversation about that. Uh, Natalie Portman made a bit of a statement with that, uh, with her fashion on the red carpet, Faisal. Yeah, so she wore a dress where the uh, embroidery was names of female directors who directed films in 2019 who should have been nominated for Best Director. And do you think that that will kind of encourage the conversation to continue and maybe hopefully move it forward for next year's representations and, and you know, when they vote and, and nominate films and, and cast and talent? You, you have to hope because the argument before was that there weren't enough films made by women and that's why they weren't getting nominated. But clearly from her dress, she managed to fit at least 10 names on there. So if zero of those names managed to make it to the best director shortlist, that means there's something wrong there. And I hope that changes. But I think in production wise, there's enough, not enough, but there is a lot happening from a woman's perspective and representation purposes. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Charlize Theron, or Tehran, as we call her in South Africa. Uh, she was nominated for Best Actress for Bombshell, but she was also involved in production. Mm -hmm. um, Margot Robbie was nominated there as well. So from a production perspective, do you think we're getting there as well? People opening or, you know, females opening their own production um, companies and, and starting to tell stories as well? Maybe that will kind of open up the, the director. She uh, definitely question. spoke about this before. Uh, the nominations came out and she said that there, she's seeing a lot more fem uh, women uh, involved in not just 
directing but producing music. I mean, we saw Gilda Goodnotir, Hilda Goodnotir win for best score for The Joker, which is also another historical win because there'd never been a woman win for that category. So yes, we're seeing a lot more women win in other categories and make it even as nominees. So maybe we're only focusing on best director because that's a big award, but they are in other categories. Let's talk a bit more about the other winners at this year's Academy Awards. Ashley, who were some of the, the standouts for you? So I disagree with a lot of the winners of the night simply because I think they were a bit underwhelming and I think that there were people, other people nominated who should have won. For instance, Laura Dern in Marriage Story. I mean, she's essentially just playing Laura Dern. This, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a huge range that she's pulled from there. Probably a lot of people are going to disagree with me there. But it's the same thing with Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't understand why he won. <laughs> feel free to stick yeah, in your I, face I feel on. like I'm going to get no, steamed. No, I'm going to let her finish, of course. <laughs> I'm going to let you I, finish. I, I understand <laughs> that he is a very good actor mm -hmm. and he should probably have won an Oscar before now, but I am just floored by the decision that it was this film. Mm -hmm. um, definitely Brad Pitt should have won before. He should have won three, four times before today. But we've come to learn from the Academy that they, if they don't give someone an award when they should have won it, there's always career awards. So the way I see Brad Pitt and Laura Dern's wins is that they're career awards more than the performance they were nominated for. I think um, Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a great performance, not an Oscar-winning performance, but a great performance that is the cherry on top of his whole career. And it was the same with Laura Dern. Laura Dern should have won five Oscars by now. I mean, she's an incredible actress. She's been in David Lynch films, Jurassic Park films. She has huge range. And... To win it at this age, I think, deserves it based on her career more than anything. So sometimes, yes, they do win uh, instead of actors or actresses who should win it. But these are actors and actors who have spanned m long careers, long careers who deserve to win it. But then that does a total disservice to the other people that have been nominated that year. Say, for instance, Scarlett Johansson. I might be biased because I love Jojo Rabbit so much, but that was... She was excellent in that film. So by just giving someone an Oscar because they deserved it throughout the rest of the years, then what about the people that were nominated this year that should have won? This is something, obviously, they have to fix. They, could just, they should just focus on the performance someone is nominated for. But again, they have to uh, award someone for not just one film, a career, an incredible career. I mean, it's hard to dispute that these two actors have made incredible work, incredible work. Well, I think we'll, we'll let that conversation continue on our Twitter account. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's good to have that conversation though. And I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done with the Academy Awards uh, in terms of the nominations, their list of nominees, their uh, representation and that sort of thing. Uh, the one feature or uh, section that kind of threw me a little bit and I felt sad for was the documentary feature. For summer was the one from the region that we were hoping to take big the big award. Unfortunately, they were um, they weren't successful. American Factory won. Have you seen that, Faisal? I have seen American Factory. What is that like? And do you think it's it's better than? Uh, we're obviously being a bit biased because we were hoping for a mm -hmm. regional rep uh, a winner, but uh, American Factory obviously hit the hit the right spot for the Academy. What mm -hmm. do you think? Yeah, uh, not only for some, but The Cave, both Syrian films that didn't win it. Um, I feel the 
American factory win symbolizes the feeling in America at the moment of the tide changing. American factory is a film about a uh, GM factory that closed down, was taken over by a Chinese company. It's about the middle class. It's about the working class. It's about unions. This is all part of the conversation happening in, in, in today's America. Yeah. There's an election year coming up. It's all part of the conversation. It's it's uh, produced by the Obamas. So I feel like it was the best documentary to win it in this category for this America. Okay. So it's definitely worth checking out then. Is it available on Netflix or is it in cinemas? Where, where can we check it out? It's a Netflix-produced film and it's been on Netflix for three months now. Okay. So clearly I've missed the algorithm. <laughs> Hasn't really been filtering in, into my list. Um, so two other things that we we'll want to discuss. Uh, a big announcement at the Academy Awards this year is that the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures is to open in December 2020. This is going to be big. I mean, I visited LA last year and I went to the Grammy Awards uh, Museum. Absolutely incredible. It's about time that we have something for film in, in the mecca of film. Absolutely. During the announcement, um, it, it was mentioned that they've been trying to put a museum together since the 20s. Wow. So it's this has been a long time coming. Uh, everyone says that props, uh, things that are in, in films that we have to put together in a museum have been sort of scattered around the world, either in Europe or America and Asia. So it's time that the Academy puts all of this, all of these cinema treasures together for the whole world to come and visit. I know who's going to be first and vying to go and be at the opening. Absolutely. This year. Absolutely. Yeah. Asher, you're going to join him as well on, on the flight to LA to go and check out this museum? I'm not sure. I just wonder, I know that Hollywood is becoming this massive kind of behemoth and more people than ever are watching film because of how accessible it is and it's on all these different platforms. But also I wonder if there's this kind of still unattainability of it all, you know? Like it's, I don't know, it just seems a bit, it is probably overdue that we have something like this, but not bothered by it. <laughs> <laughs> Love the honesty. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll be on the plane with you then, Faisal. <laughs> I, another thing I wanted to discuss before we wrap it up, and uh, you can obviously go and check out everything that we're speaking about at thenational.ae. We have it covered from all angles, pictures, videos. Uh, there's a story about a rapper who stepped up on stage. I'm not talking about Eminem. I'm not talking about the big Grammy winner, Billy Eilish. I'm talking about, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, so apologize in advance, but his name is Utkrash Ambutka. Mm -hmm. He was on stage at the at the Academy Awards, and he seems to have kind of stolen the show in a, in a sense. What happened? He showed up out of nowhere. Uh, he said he was going to do a rap about everything that had happened so far at the awards, and it was kind of amazing. So he was just freestyling. He was freestyling. He was mentioning the winners. He was mentioning specific events, and it sounded great for something that obviously he had to write for ten minutes before it happened. It was it was really nice. Who is he? I've never seen him before. He's an Indian-American actor. Um, he's been in a couple of things, but it seems like his profile is definitely going to be elevated by his performance at this year's Oscars. So uh, should we try his name again? Should I try it one more time? Please. Utkrash Ambutka. I hope so. Remember that name. Remember that. And if you don't, then go and, like I said, go and check out the national.ae. We have a clip uh, from his uh, performance at the Oscars. And I think that's where we shall leave it. If there's anything else that I missed that you should, if people are going to watch tonight, what do you think we should go and check out? Just to wrap it up. I do believe that Jojo Rabbit has been robbed. <laughs> but it, 
that is one of my favorite films that I've seen in a very long time. And it's great that it was um, recognized, like going up for against those kind of heavyweights. But it's Taika Waititi is national treasure in New Zealand. And now that he's made it onto the world stage, I think is a really cool thing for diversity. I think him winning Best Adapted Screenplay, he was the first Māori man to ever win an Oscar. So understandably, New Zealand is overjoyed at the moment. But it is a phenomenal movie and I do think you should go see it. And for you, Faisal, what do you think? How do we wrap it up? I would say if you have not seen Parasite, please watch Parasite. Um, I think it's still in the UAE cinemas. I'm one of them. Yes, please watch Parasite. Me too. Um, Huge achievement in not only uh, cinema, but Asian cinema. I mean, after years of classics that come out of Japan, um, Thailand, uh, and South Korea, finally a film gets to be put on the world stage and is vindicating all the other films that came before it. Fantastic. And well done this morning, this evening for your coverage. Thank you for listening to this edition of Recorded. Go to thenational.ae for all the latest galleries, videos, pictures, analysis, the Academy Awards wrapped up for 2020, but we have it covered from all angles. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you soon. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to it using your favorite podcast app and also leave a review. We'd love to hear from you.